0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this first episode of a subject that I really know nothing about and can't wait to learn more about: financial planning explained. And welcome to the RVN TV family, Mike manager
1: Thank you very much, Al.
0: Mike, uh, you know this. This I'm looking forward to watching this program every week, and uh, in particular, I'm looking forward to this particular installment. I know your program is called Financial Planning Explained, and I know over a a long period of time, you'll be interviewing a lot of guests on that yes. subject. But yes, I am. why don't we start with the fundamentals? What is financial planning? Explain it to me.
1: <laughs> financial planning, explain. Yeah. Well, um, financial planning really covers six different areas, mm. uh, and it follows pretty much a natural progression if you understand what they are. Mm. You have cash management, you have tax planning, you have risk management, which is also insurance planning, mm-hmm. then you have tax planning, I'm sorry... Investment planning, then retirement planning, and estate planning. So cash management is looking at what you have going on today, Mm -hmm. and estate planning is at the end, and it just follows a natural progression.
0: I think that's important. Now, there are an awful lot of people out there that think financial planning is balancing your checkbook. Well, that's part of it. (laughs) <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> but I think I think I wanna I wanna I mean I've been around the block, I've been around long enough to have made a bunch of mistakes and one of the one of the mistake areas is I'm a big picture guy and a lot of the details kind of escape me. Yes. And those details are where all the little landmines are. Yes. But talk about what happens if you don't pay attention to financial
1: planning. Well what happens if you don't pay attention, fact is is that nobody plans to fail, they just fail to plan. Hmm. And what planning does is it puts you in a better position later on in life in the event that something happens that is unexpected, Mm -hmm. uh, early retirement, involuntarily, or any type of thing such as COVID. We've had a lot of things happen during our lifetime and a lot of things that could happen. And just there are landmines called life. Mm. And things happen in life, and what you want to be able to do, uh, good financial planning will help you get through some of those tough times.
0: You know that you're in good shape for. I mean, it's, there's speed bumps, and Correct. you're going to be okay on the other side of it. Correct. That's the intent. Uh, I, you know, I think that's a great way to put it. Uh, people watching our program could be individuals. Correct. They could be uh, they could be members of a family. Yes. They could be business owners. Correct. They Absolutely. all need it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Business owners are really just
1: an extension of every person as an individual. Mm. Uh, Uh, What the business owner does is he has an extra layer of of complexity. mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, the business generates revenue that goes to the individual or to the family, which most people really work. They may work because they like working. They may work because they feel they have to work. But at the end of the day, everybody really has the same goal of retiring and not having
0: to work except if they want to. I got it. And it's really what they're looking for. And so, and if you, don't, if you don't plan your finances out, there's always a chance that you'll run out of runway before you've got oh, enough altitude. You know, interesting you say that. Um, when,
1: there have been studies that have shown that when people retire, they're more afraid of
0: running out of money than they are afraid of dying. Seriously? Yes. Well, you know, I mean, uh, I I, I think I can relate because I've made about every money mistake you possibly can and running out of money is a bad outcome. (laughs) There's no question about that. But I I know this is an area that you know a lot about. But even though you're as knowledgeable as you are in this field, you can still use experts to give you advice in certain specialty areas. And that's really what your program is going to be about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in fact, that's what I intend to do. I I intend to bring uh, guests who
1: are experts in specific subject matter Uh, within the realm of financial planning Mm -hmm. Uh, the guests may be business owners uh, the guests may be subject matter Mm -hmm. experts um, or even corporate executives and the intent of the show is to try to tie in a moral to the story
0: of that particular guest that i mean that's important in itself i mean case studies and stories of maybe mistakes people have made or maybe mistakes people have avoided making I think those are the most instructive things, especially when it comes to money, that you can offer an audience. Of course. And, and a lot of people don't know what they don't know. And that's not a knock. It's just you don't realize just, that you don't know it. It's just the way it is. So uh, talk a little bit about your practice and what you do for a living, Mike. Okay. Well, I'm
1: a financial planner. Um, I'm a certified financial planner. I received that designation 17 years ago.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, I have a staff of nine uh, professionals, oh, or administrative and professionals, including myself. Uh-huh. Um, we have two offices, both located in uh, southeastern Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And you know, we do financial planning every day. I've been doing this for 20 years. Uh, I consider myself unique in this industry um, because this is my second career. Mm-hmm. Um, spent the first 12 years of my career as an environmental engineering consultant. No kidding. So my educational background is engineering and sciences. Uh-huh. Um, so when I switched uh, 20 years ago, a lot of the people were asking me, wow, that is one heck of a, uh, a career change. Mm. And, you know, on the surface, you'd think so. But on the contrary, I tell people it's about a 70% overlap. Really? Um, yeah. If, if you really look at financial planning, financial planning is a systematic and analytical approach to problem solving, which is the which, engineering. Which is the a science. branch of
0: engineer. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> absolutely. But the 30%
0: difference is very, very important uh. because it's the human element. Well, you know, that human element was something I wanted to ask you about because you're dealing with people who have fears, they have uh, insecurities.
1: They're not always
0: forthcoming about how they feel. Of course. And there is a kind of a basic fear. If I talk about money, I'm exposing a weakness in myself, and I'm worried about that. Well, Uh, How do you help people overcome that? It's really my whole goal, um, and
1: my goal with this show, and my goal with any time I'm working with clients is to educate them. Because people have a tendency to make a mistake. Believe me, people don't intentionally make mistakes. They make mistakes because they just don't know, and yeah. and that's not a knock again. Right. Um, you don't know what you don't know, mm. and so when I make recommendations, you know, if I made a recommendation now that you know, I suggest you do whatever the recommendation may be. Mm-hmm. Okay, you might follow it, but if I
0: taught you. This is why you're going to do that. You're far more apt to embrace it oh, and actually implement it. Yeah. Uh, so, Michael, as you were talking, I was thinking millennials, younger people, have a tendency to think of everything in terms of an app that they can download right. to solve a problem that right, they've right, got. Right. But there is a tremendous advantage, and we talk to professionals all the time on various RVN programs, and, and that every time we do that, it highlights the value of talking to a real professional human being and why that's important. Maybe you can talk about that. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that can go, goes with almost any discipline. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be
1: hiring a contractor at your house. The likelihood is they'll be able to get the job done. If you're inexperienced, they'll be able to get the job done mm-hmm. quicker and potentially not make mistakes. But specifically in the financial services field, and I'll use financial planning as well as uh, accountants, mm-hmm. and I'll use myself as a perfect example. I know the tax code very, very well. In fact, I teach tax planning routinely, and I've been doing it for 17 years, and mm. I teach CPAs, but I still use a CPA. Doesn't that seem surprising? Oh, The amount of money that I pay a CPA on an annual basis is more than offset by ideas that they come up with that yeah. I wouldn't have thought of. That you wouldn't have thought of Absolutely. yourself. Absolutely. And so I find the same thing. Uh, in most cases, when I'm working with my clients, I come up with a lot of financial planning ideas that will significantly save them a lot more money than the costs of having me as a consultant. That's critical.
0: Let's talk a little bit, now that you're bringing that up, let's talk a little bit about your audience for Financial Planning sure. Explained. People who watch your program are gonna be people, obviously, that feel as though they need advice for financial planning. So they'll be interested in the topics. Mm-hmm. But as you were talking, I was thinking, if I'm watching your program, I almost wanna have my adult children in the room with me because I wanna use this as a, as a springboard to talk about money. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of parents, I think it's easier probably for parents to talk about with, uh, sex with their children than it is to talk about money. Because, <laughs> uh, and both are uncomfortable. Yeah, right. but, but getting that conversation started with children, I think, is a critical part of, of solving problems for them before they happen. I wish they taught it in school. It's, you know, that's a shame, but they don't, do they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there really is no financial literacy program in most public schools, which is a shame. But you're going to be offering that every week on financial well, planning and the intent.
1: Klein. that's the intent. And and whether it be subject matter experts or just planning in, a, in various different areas, mm-hmm. um, there's no question in my mind that everyone will be able to pick up something on every show. Mm-hmm. And there may be shows that, uh, well, you may already knew that. It might be something that doesn't apply to you, but... You know, fundamentally, we're going to be dealing with all of the areas of financial planning. And I believe that uh, everyone is going to pick up a tidbit from every single show. Even people who do it themselves, mm-hmm. okay, they'll be able to pick it up. And hopefully,
0: this creates a level of awareness to people who may not have thought of particular items. They, they made it, so, so you're going to be talking to tax planners, you know, tax accountants, tax Correct. attorneys. Uh, tax attorneys. Uh, you'll be talking to other financial planners. Correct. Uh, Correct. Um, Business owners uh, may have uh, lawyers here, uh-huh. uh, attorneys that may be
1: dealing specifically with elder uh, elder planning. That's one of your first programs. That is think, correct. Right? In, in fact, it is. It is going that. to be my first program. Um, also, in one of my earlier programs, I'm going to have an individual who is an expert in medical insurance. Oh, because this is the time of year that it's it's open enrollment. Enrollment period. Right. Exactly. Uh Exactly. So I wanted to push him up earlier because we're during that period. And again, the goal of the show is to teach people different elements of financial planning, little tricks of the trade, so to
0: speak. Right. And hopefully also create awareness. And I think it's all good. Well, you, you know, as you were talking about, that whole idea of anticipating might be happening, I know right now we're kind of in the middle of this political campaign. Maybe you've heard. What? Oh, is there an election coming <laughs> There's up? There's an election Oh, my gosh. Up. You need to tell me and, about it. And, you know, I mean, and the truth is, the world isn't going to end either way. I mean, no. uh, it, both ways, there will be a future. And there may be differences in the tax laws. There may be differences in the, way in, in the way the government works. But these are things you could prepare for if you've got a partner to work with who understands how to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah, and cool. you know this season, prior
1: to year end, uh, there's no question that we're going to have a series, or at least one, if not two, episodes that discusses tax planning and year-end tax planning. Next is uh, a little earlier in the show. I introduced the six areas of financial planning. Uh-huh. Uh, what I'd like to do now is describe the areas more as to what is involved, and then give an idea, maybe of some of the guests that I may bring to the shows. And you know the other thing too is is with this being a new show, I'm hoping that there will be um, people out there watching the show who may be interested in becoming a guest of my show. And you'll tell them how to do that. Later. I that's will. Great. I will. I think that's a and great I look idea. to that opportunity.
0: Good, good. So I don't know. We've got uh, your six areas of financial planning. Yes. And I know we saw that before. You want right, to start right, with
1: right. that? Yeah. Well, again, the six areas of financial planning are cash management, tax planning risk management, which is insurance planning. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got investment planning, retirement planning, and estate planning, and as I indicated, it follows a natural progression. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit more about each area. First area is cash management, and cash management really, uh, by the book, the book is looking at cash flow. How uh-huh. much do you make, and how much do you spend? Balancing and, your
0: checkbook. If you that's, will, that's correct. Yeah, right. and hopefully, uh-huh.
1: people are making more than they're actually spending. Uh-huh. Okay, that means you have positive cash flow, but, The other area is you're looking at your balance sheet. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's completely really looking at your assets and your debts. So going back to cash flow, what I like to do, again, it's all about education. And one of the first things we do is we take a look at with our clients, what, how to read their pay statement. Mm -hmm. It's remarkable how many people don't really understand what's on it. Really? And what's being withheld and and Uh, the different taxes being withheld and what's being withheld for the 401ks and things, they don't never really understand their paycheck. And so we take a look at that and help them with that. That's
0: interesting. So so they really don't know how much of that they're really going to get to keep over the long run. I mean, the 401k deduction is something sure. they get to keep. And sure. they don't know the difference between what they're losing and what they're gaining when that. Well, you can help with that.
1: It's just good to know because a lot sure. of times you don't know. I mean, if you're making a $4,000 paycheck and you're taking home 2500 people hmm. just give in to the fact that they're given 1500 well
0: don't you want to know where it's going yeah you really do want to know where that's so going so that's of one of the things we sort help. of yes you know people have a tendency i think to feel like they're part of a machine and that the machine takes over but you really do it's kind of like healthcare you want to be your own financial advocate the way you want to be your own healthcare advocate of course of course Good. and so one thing we also do and even though this falls under tax planning
1: but uh, you know all of the different six areas of financial planning really are integrated Hmm. Because they all impact each other. Mm-hmm. So an example of this, we're looking at the pay stubs and especially this time of year, we're taking a look at the pay stubs to see, are they withholding enough taxes? Oh. And what happened with the tax law changes in 2018, the uh, withholding amounts got twisted up. Oh. And in fact, I found that year in reviewing client pay stubs that many of them would have had a very unpleasant surprise when they got their taxes done really, really and they would have owed a lot of money now huh. you have the ability to nip that early right okay by looking at their pay stubs and and we do routinely, right. tax estimates, right. to see whether or not they're going to get a refund at the end of the year or if they're going to owe. Mm-hmm. And if for some reason we identify that they're going to owe $3,000, nobody, nobody likes to write a check to <laughs> Uncle Sam at the end of the
0: year. I've done plenty of times, and I didn't like him even once. Absolutely. So I totally get that. Even worse if it's a surprise. Oh, sure. Okay. Right. So if you catch it early enough in the year,
1: what you can do is you can adjust your paychecks to take out more so that at the end of the year it's gonna be closer to zero or not a number that's really large, or at a minimum,
0: at least you're mentally prepared. To know. To know that that. Absolutely. That, and, and also, there, it's possible sometimes, if you know what's going on, to pull a deductible expense into this year so that it helps me out Absolutely. Next year. It's funny you say that. And, and you, uh, know. you know, if I know that, if I'm talking to somebody who can bird dog that for me, then that's it. Well,
1: the other thing that we do when we're looking at pay stubs, um, and again, this is another area, but like I said, they're all integrated with each other. Uh-huh. Um, there are a lot of people who will uh, be contributing to their 401k, which is great. I mm-hmm. strongly encourage it but they're contributing to their 401k, we take a look and we want to understand what the company matches. And you'd be surprised how many people out there aren't even realizing that they're not capitalizing on the full company match. Oh, interesting. Uh, So with that, we ask them to provide us with, you know, how does the company match work and are they contributing enough to get the company match? Well, Hmm. the other thing that we've come across many times before is that People are contributing their maximum amount, and let's say this year it's $19,000. They contribute their maximum amount by September. Great. They got their max in. Mm -hmm. Then I ask them what their company matches. Well, they match dollar for dollar up to 6%. I'm like, well, that's wonderful. So how much are you contributing for the last four months of the year? You're like, well, nothing. Well, nothing. I'm, right, I'm exactly. Not, right. So
0: therefore, how much does your company match? That's how much you're walking away from. You're losing, you're leaving That's money on the table. interesting. That's a good point. So, so it feels good because uh, my check is bigger, but right. it's actually costing me money over Absolutely. the long run. Absolutely. And it's, it's remarkable. And a lot the, the company's happy about that in a lot of ways because they don't have to match that. Well, of course. Sure. Okay. But they don't realize that. In no, most cases, right. they don't realize it. Um, they want you to do it. Of course. And you should want to do it. But the other aspect of um,
1: cash management that I focus a lot of my attention on is people's balance sheet. Mm -hmm. Um, Specifically, what are your assets and what are your debts? Now, uh, most financial advisors focus in on the assets because that's where they make their money. Right. Okay, Uh, assets are last. Mm -hmm. I focus in on the debt. Hmm. Uh, Particularly, I want to know what your debt is, how much do you owe, what's the corresponding interest rate, what is your monthly payment, and what is the term of the loan? and oftentimes we're able to separate good debt from versus bad debt and we help in that regard because understanding for the, particularly for those people who own a home is they may be able to refinance their mortgage and save a tremendous amount of save money. Save a lot of money if Not they do that. Not just save money, but right. I've taken people who have 24 years left on their mortgage, hmm. brought them to 20, reduced their payment, and came up with money to pay off a vehicle. So seriously, think about that. Oh, absolutely. That. Absolutely. Right. So we take a look at that. And then we also take a look for opportunities to teach people how to use, well, obviously homeowners, how to effectively use a home equity line of credit hmm. as a source of an emergency funding. Mm-hmm. And if they have emergency funding or if they haven't had emergency funding, the home equity line of credit can serve that purpose. And sometimes people have money socked away in a savings, which is great uh-huh. as an emergency reserve. But if they can take that same money and pay off a debt, then they can use their home equity line of credit as an emergency
0: reserve. Actually, there were uh, a lot of people, I think, who were caught kind of uh, off guard by COVID. Oh my gosh, yes. Who, if they would have had a lineup of uh, home equity, if they would have had some home equity lined up beforehand, at least would have had that to function on. Correct. uh, When you hit the bottom, is not the time to go apply for a loan. You want to apply for a loan when they're willing to grant it to you. That's correct. Absolutely. So even if you have it and you never use it, that's better than not having it
1: at all. Absolutely. So the next area is tax planning. And if there's any one component that is integrated with everything, it's tax. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always saying it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. So it mm. falls under the cash management. It falls under investment planning. It falls under retirement planning. Mm. It falls under estate planning. And it certainly falls under the insurance planning. Mm-hmm. So tax planning really is understanding all of the different layers and levels of taxes. Right. Federal tax, state tax, Medicare, and Social Security. Wow. And... Most cases, you can't do a whole heck of a lot with the state and local tax or the Medicare and Social Security. But you have the ability to manipulate the federal income tax because the federal Hmm. income tax goes anywhere from 0% to 37%. So what we do as a routine is we get an understanding of what someone's income and what their current tax bracket is. And we're going to have an episode dedicated solely to tax planning because I'm telling you, it is – I was able to somehow miraculously figure out the federal income tax system and break it down into something that is so simple, if you can believe it. And so by showing people how it works, again, here it is, it's all about teaching, but showing how the federal income tax system works, then what we do is we take a look at um, where are you today from a tax bracket Mm -hmm. and where are you going to be in different milestones of your life? Because inevitably during, during people's lives, they have different periods, phases. Phase Uh when your kids are out of the house, you're probably making your highest earning years. Mm. You've got the years pre-retirement and Post-retirement right. with Social Security, and, and there's a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. So tax planning is effectively trying to maximize tax efficiency in every facet of your life, starting with now. And there are times, particularly when right now, we are in the lowest income tax bracket system that yeah. we've been in for 100 years and probably won't get any lower we than We will never is. see this again. We will so. Probably will never see this again. We uh-huh. have an enormous amount of debt. Right. And the only way to recover that debt is to basically increase the ca- sure. taxes right. or decrease spending, but they're spending so much, and there's not much that they can really decrease. Uh-huh. So tax planning is all throughout your life. Now, it's not something you do on April 15th, Al. Hmm. April 15th is really when you're turning in your scorecard, and that's uh, the 1040. Right. Um, tax planning, again, is something you do throughout your life, but inevitably, this is a very important year for tax planning because... If there's a change in presidency, Mm -hmm. there's an expected tax increase, and this isn't intended to be political. Even if there isn't, that's correct. Mm -hmm. The the current tax brackets are expected uh, are set to retire or expire uh, December thirty first of twenty twenty five. Right. So it's a very favorable tax system. So if we can take advantage of
0: that, we will. Yeah, I think that's critical. Absolutely. I mean, if, if you believe that knowledge is power, and I do. Then financial planning explained is all about the knowledge it takes to take power, you know, to assume power the power over you need to control over your Absolutely. own life so Absolutely. that you can manage it. Absolutely. Now, and I, I just want to get back to the psychology thing real quick because, I, I, you know, I, at some point we have to wrap this. This is great, and you're going to have a great program here. Thank but. you. A lot of people feel as though when they go to talk to somebody like you that you're judging them and you think they're stupid. And that's one of the reasons why they might make a mistake of not calling you in the first place. And, you know, you shouldn't feel that way.
1: Um, I I like to think that come in for a financial education or watch the show for a financial Uh, education. Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, almost every single time, just the education has a value in its own. Sure. And, you know, whether they engage in us to continue working with them in the future
0: or whether they're just looking for, hey, give me an education, doesn't mm-hmm. matter to us. Doesn't matter. And they might, in fact, meet people that you interview on your Absolutely. program that they would want to reach out to. Absolutely. And that's fine, too. Absolutely. The, the message is don't just dead stick it. Take control. Fly Absolutely. through this. Don't, Absolutely. Don't wait until something bad happens to realize you should have done something good beforehand. Right. And typically, it's too late. Yeah. It's and I too late think, at that uh, point. And it doesn't have to cost a lot of money, either. I mean, uh, maybe no. give, give people a general idea how, what your business model is and... How, what, how financial planning is paid for? Oh, okay. So it, it, there's, in our industry, there's only a few ways that you can get paid
1: mm. Okay, um, you know, as regulated by law. Um, one of the ways mm-hmm. is a, a planning for a fee. So we charge someone a fee to come in and meet with us, whether it's an hourly basis or a lump sum to do a financial plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, alternatively, uh, a lot of people ask us also to do investment planning on their behalf. So, we'll invest their assets. And if we do that, then we assess a fee to that. Now, we're fee only. Okay. okay. We don't do commissionable assets. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of advisors out there make commissions. Uh, we don't do that mm-hmm. um, because I don't want there to be a. Um, uh, I don't want to sell you
0: anything. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, I mean, that's a conflict of interest. There could be perceived oh, as a conflict I, I, of interest. Absolutely. I believe that. And I do right. believe
1: it's a conflict of interest. So. Uh-huh. Um, if we're paying a long, and by the way, if you're paying a fee for us to manage the assets, there's no cost really to move. So if you think I'm the biggest buffoon after three months,
0: you can go can somewhere else. That's correct. That's
1: correct. That's correct. Right. But if you paid a commission up front, you just lost that commission. Or if you huh. put it into other products that may not charge you up front, yeah. there may be a substantial
0: cost for getting out. There's none of that. That's a good point, but but if I do call you in, uh, you'll work with my accountant if I have one. Absolutely. You'll work with oh yeah. Attorney if I have oh, one. Oh, I'm a firm believer that two heads are
1: better than one. L. Um I love working with the accountants, with the attorneys. Right. And if I'm, I call it going to battle. It's not going to battle, but what happens is that uh, my knowledge and understanding of the tax laws, as it directly applies to tax planning and mm. financial planning, is an intersection of what the accountants do. So the accountants have more of a propensity to look at today and last year and maybe next year, but I'm looking decades ahead and basically tying in the goals. And oftentimes the accountants don't actually know what assets that somebody may have. Not all the time, but sometimes. So because of the fact that we are looking at the same thing, the client is the end winner. Mm -hmm. We look at it from different angles. It allows us to be able to debate
0: Different ideas. Try to do this. If you Absolutely. do that, here's the upside. Here's Absolutely. the downside. You know, now that we're coming up on the end of the year, and I, I can't wait to watch your program. I'm, uh, I know it's going to start in a couple of weeks. I've always been a big fan of the annual meeting, where we get yes. all the members of the team together for a couple of hours, maybe, maybe even just an hour, to talk about what next year is going to be like and what worked this year and what maybe didn't work this year. And uh, you know, just to have you in that meeting at the end of the year, along with the other people I rely on for advice just gives people the feeling that things are under control and not just sort of flapping in the wind. Yeah, we have meetings with our clients no,
1: no less than once a year. Okay. And um, the other thing too is there's a propensity to intentionally delay uh, a, a final meeting for the end of the year because we're doing year-end tax planning and that occurs with probably almost half of our clients. Mm. So we're running out of time in the show today, which is amazing because this it's went very quickly. It's been a quickly. great
0: conversation, Mike. Um,
1: I didn't get a chance to really talk about the other areas. The other areas are uh, insurance planning or risk management. We just want to make sure that people are adequately insured, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's homeowner, homeowners, automobile, life insurance, disability, medical insurance. We just want to make sure that they are adequately insured because if you're not you run the risk of a major financial disaster, like if your house burned down and you didn't have homeowner's insurance. Sure. So cash management, tax planning, and um, risk management's getting your house in order. On a move-forward basis, you've got investment planning. And with investment planning, what we're doing is we're taking a look at your goals and objectives. Mm -hmm. And then understanding, you know, how do we get there? And if we're doing investing, understanding that if you want a high rate of return, let me tell you, you're going to be way ahead of the game well, in the long run. But uh, you got to be prepared to take some risk. Well, On the flip side, if you don't want to take any risk, you're not going to get very much return. Most well, people are somewhere in the middle. But if you look at the single largest component of risk is time.
0: Hmm. If you don't
1: need the money for 20 or 30 years, you can afford to take risk. There's never been a 10-year period where the markets have been down. Hmm. And I'm not suggesting that you're all in in the markets. Right. But – If you need the money in a year or two, then you shouldn't take any risk. Yeah, that's a good point. The next area is retirement planning, which is a subset of Mm -hmm. investment planning. Now, of course, all investments, we're always trying to maximize tax efficiency, Mm -hmm. a very common theme you'll hear from me. So retirement planning is uh, basically it's accumulation and distribution of assets. Mm -hmm. And the pinnacle is when people are looking to retire. And when they're looking to retire, the obvious question they're asking is, will I have enough? Because their biggest fear is not is running out of money. Hmm. So we do assessments and evaluations, but going as you're climbing is when you're saving for retirement. And the questions that also come up, do I do a Roth IRA or do I do a traditional IRA? Hmm. Roth 401k, traditional 401k. Am I saving? You know, how much am I saving? Those are all the different things because they're tax advantaged. But do not underestimate the importance of distribution planning. Right. Distribution planning is now we're going to be taking money out. Mm -hmm. How do I do it, once again, in the most tax-efficient manner, but also doing it? You don't want to be withdrawing assets from investments if they're down. And there are strategic ways of doing that. Mm -hmm. And the last piece is estate planning. And estate planning is really two phases. If you're younger... Do I have, you know, who's going to take care of my dependent children? Hmm. And as you get older, or or if you don't have dependent children, and everybody falls into the category, is what happens to my assets if or when I die? Right, right, right. right. Exactly. Uh And so we assist with that. I mean, I teach classes also in estate planning, and I actually teach at Temple University a particular class over there on Hmm. uh, estate planning. But um, we don't do wills, we don't do taxes. Okay, we're planners, and we guide our clients. And in many situations, we literally will go to the estate attorney with the client
0: <clears throat> to guide them mm. through the process. Good. So, Great. anyway. Um, I mean, there is a whole lot to talk about. In uh, financial planning explained is going to be all about that. It is. And uh, so, take us out, man. Well, thank you very much. Um, the show is
1: going to be starting, I believe, in two weeks. Um, The show is going to air Monday evenings at 6 p.m. and also at 11.30 a.m. on Friday. It's going to be a 30-minute show. Um, We're going to be bringing in various guests, um, and I encourage business owners, subject material experts, and even corporate executives, if you feel as though uh, you or the show would benefit or the viewers would benefit from you being on our show, I would love to have you as a guest. Uh, in the meantime, if you wish to contact us, uh, my name again is Mike Menninger, certified financial planner. Um, our website is maaplanning.com, such as manager and associatesplanning.com, and our phone number is 610 422. 3773, and I look forward to providing you with an education on our f- shows in the future, and I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great run. Thank Thank you. Absolutely,
0: Mike. Thank Thanks you, Thanks for inviting me today. Thank you. And uh, lots of luck with what I'm sure is going to be a terrific program. Thank you very much, Al.